Blog Talk Radio. Aquarius, 
And Mercury, and this is the bigger thing because it doesn't involve the moon, uh, Mercury is sextile to Uranus. So the moon, Mercury, and Uranus are making a sort of alignment um, tonight. And it's a way of, uh, I think, communicating our ideals based on our individuality with a desire to show it. So if we're if we're in the mood to um, share with someone some of our ideals, some of the things that we believe coming from our um, our personal individuality, uh, we have a desire to maybe show that because the Moon in Leo brings us a little bit out of our shell. <clears throat> Venus and Mars are square, almost exactly. Uh, they probably were more exact uh, yesterday, but Venus and Mars are still in a very tight, less than a half a degree square, and um, that can be good and bad. It can be good because um, it creates some kinds of tension between Venus and Mars, which is nice. Um, a lot of times, uh, this v- a Venus-Mars square can can bring about, uh, I would say, good sexual encounters. Uh, possibly, and also um, a good dynamic, like interactions between people who are attracted to each other, not just sexual, but good conversations, good loving gestures, um, the thoughts of, you know, um, doing some kind of an activity together or making a suggestion of where two people might want to go to have dinner or go to have a vacation. or that, it, There's a lot of action. And um, the issue with the square is sometimes if we don't have that, if we don't have any kind of... Um, um, relationship interaction, then the Venus Mars square can be more difficult. Or if uh, even if we're in a relationship, which this is quite possible also, um, even if we're in a relationship and the, our partner is not sort of on the same page as we are. So if the if the tension between Venus and Mars is not so dynamic, but it's more just sort of a static tension, and it's not there to help two people grow or uh, work out something between them in kind of a nice, heated, but intimate way, then it can just be sort of argumentative, I think. Even Venus um, can create, you know, Venus can get uh, irritated um, and, uh, and, not, and not want to participate in the things that Mars is suggesting. So um, Venus, the, the retrograde Venus is also in opposition to Jupiter, so there's kind of a loose, but maybe not so loose, it's 13 degrees, uh, T-square between Venus, Mars, and Jupiter. And, of course, there's going to be, the, you know, a grand cross in the cardinal signs coming up in April and then moving through through the year, um, but an exact one in, in late April. This uh, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, what Jupiter adds to it by being in opposition to Venus is that there can be a, like a, almost like an overindulgence in... Um, <clears throat> In, in love, coming like an over-demonstrative or um, overly devoted, over, overly um, affectionate in some ways. And, and Mars might not be so into that. You know, Mars is, I think, in Libra feeling a little more um, balanced himself and not as needy. So um, maybe there's a little distance there. There's a little boundary setting since air rules limits setting limits is ruled by the element of air. Maybe Mars is setting a few limits. If you find that somebody is pushing back on your wanting to um, get more involved or um, 
spend more time together or do something that they're not that into, then you need to be able to respect those boundaries, and that's about pushing back and the working the working it out. Um, Saturn and the Sun right now, they're in a really nice sextile, so Saturn's also still being very mellow. Uranus and Pluto working their way up to that April square. Neptune just at three degrees Pisces, hanging out and not causing any trouble. That's your Global Energy Minute. I'm Dr. Craig. So um, <clears throat> I wanted to talk tonight about um, the the idea of... Uh, of consciousness and to become conscious. And I think part of the conversation is coming from a um, few things from, from you know, my, my personal work this week, the client work that I did, where I realized that there are, you know, a lot of people out there who are um, not, they're fearful of consciousness. They're fearful of uh, the light. They're fearful of the truth. It makes them feel... Um, sad or lonely or rejected or angry or they're just in so much denial that it's um, it's not really possible or easy for them to hear the light, see the light, you know, either stories of people who were, um, you know, here in front of me working with me or the, um, you know, the people that are in the lives of some of my clients and some of the things that I hear about the way in which people get treated, the way in which people get treated by people who are not uh, conscious or the, or people who are fearful of consciousness, fearful of becoming more aware, fearful of um, some of the things that might that might happen to them or the way in which their life might play out. And so the situation that they're in, even though it might be more of a, um, even though it might be more dark, even though it might be in, in denial or, or the choices that they're making are fear-based, uh, nonetheless, they, you know, stay there because that situation feels less fearful than the idea of becoming more truthful about uh, their personal situation and moving more towards the light. So I was thinking about this, um, you know, a lot this week, and I was thinking to myself, wow, this is, you know, it is really prevalent. It's not so prevalent necessarily, say, in, in the practice of an astrologer because people are coming to me to hear the truth about their lives and to be able to sort of digest that and then go out and make the changes that they know um, would improve their situation. But people who are in situation, you know, they don't, Go, they don't go and get counseling. Um, it's only people who want to improve their situation and become more authentic and, and, and lead a more authentic life and become more in touch with themselves, which is awareness, um, become more aware of who they are and the way in which they operate and the way in, in, way in which they um, impact others, the way in which they behave. Those are the only kinds of people who are really looking for counseling, and yet as a counselor, I meet a lot of people who have unconscious people in their lives. <clears throat> and so I think that the, um, you know, the talk was a little bit about um, just for my listeners, for sure, to be able to hear that, that it's okay, number one, for those people to be where they are, 
they certainly can make their own choices. If they're contented with where they are, then then they're where they are. I know in the tarot, um, the spirituality of the tarot talks very much about how the universe will sort of elevate the wake-up call. It will elevate the wake-up call. We can go through a transit, a, a transit period, even a difficult one, and we can um, remove ourselves from the action that we know we need to take. Uh, we can be so in denial or so fearful um, or feel the you know so rejected or lonely or you know whatever is preventing us from wanting to embrace the truth. We can feel so fearful of the truth that we you know deny it. I always like to say that um, when we have a Saturn return, the first one is at um, is at 29, 29 years old, and I always like to say that one of the worst things that you can do in your Saturn return is move back in with your mother. It's sort of a bit of a, I guess, a little bit of a joke that I have. I don't know. It's sort of a a way of explaining to people like, well, moving backwards is being fearful. If the Saturn return is about growing up and during your Saturn return, you move back in with your parents, that's a, that's a, 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 a more difficult decision that I think that someone's making because they're potentially moving in reverse. Now, you know, I do know people who have moved in with their parents for their Saturn return, um, and uh, they actually don't really like it, and, and it's part of the growing up process for them is having to move back there and uh, and then what they do when they turn 30 in their efforts to move out. So, uh, you know, in the defense of people who, who move in with their parents at 29, uh, there are some of you who use that as a catapult to get you back out of there rather than, let's say, the ones who stay until they're 40. Um, but there are lots of other transits that we have, and each transit that we have is trying to teach us something about the way in which we can modify our behavior, or the way in which we can become more clear about who we are, how we can elevate ourselves in consciousness and, um, and, and move to a higher state of awareness and become a more authentic expression of ourselves. Yeah, that would be a nice goal, right? So transits are very interesting because um, I think that the shadow sides of all planetary transits, the shadow side of all planetary transits, have something to do with the rejection of the truth, rejection of the light. So in other words, if we have a belief system that some we're in denial of, um, of or we're not looking at it, or it's a fear-based belief system, then when we have a Pluto transit, we will experience it as loss a Neptune transit as betrayal, and a Uranian transit as chaos, and a uh, even a Jupiter transit as excess, and a, and a Saturnian transit as restriction. And we'll experience that loss, betrayal, or confusion, right, because Neptune can be confusion, loss, confusion, chaos, excess, or restriction as the, the result of the lack of consciousness that we have surrounding whatever lesson it is that's come to the forefront. So rather than Pluto being transformative, right, and Neptune being transcendence, and um, and uh, uh, Uranus being about newness, uh, you know, um, freshness in our lives, and Jupiter being about growth, and Saturn being about discipline, 
we experience them as loss, betrayal, chaos, excess, and restriction. So we obviously don't really like that, and I'm I'm talking, you know, about even transits that might be more difficult, like square transits. How do we prevent ourselves or how do we work around the idea that during the time of a square transit, that if it were a Uranian square, that it ends up not being about chaos, but it ends up still being about newness, even if it's a square. And I believe that the answer is embracing the awareness that the transit represents. I always go back to this young woman I worked with a long, long time ago. My gosh, it's got to be almost 20 years ago. And uh, she was having a, a big transit, like Uranus square Mars. And, you know, I was much younger then. I was a much younger astrologer. And um, and I was like, oh, gosh, you know, you're in a square Mars. That can represent accidents. That can represent rash decisions. And I learned something from her because she did make a pivotal decision in her life. Pivotal, right, during the year of this Uranus square her Mars. And... The decision ended up not being rash. It ended up not being, you know, like ill thought out. It ended up not being um, something that created chaos in her life. It absolutely created newness and a newness that she really wanted and a newness that she was able to completely and fully embrace. And I, I learned from, from that young lady that, 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 Square transits and difficult transits need not be painful situations when you're aware. That was the key to what was going on for uh, her at that time was that she was fully aware. In fact, the work that she wanted to do with me at the time had to do with her checking in on her awareness. And you know, at the time I was even like, well, I don't know if you should go about making this decision now. You've got this sort of, you know, um, chaotic kind of transit and she said something like well I'm really here to work and find out what that is but what's the positive side of it and I said well I guess it could be that something new um, you know propels you forward right Mars moving forward moti the motivation that moves us in a forward direction Mars is one of the principal engines of that 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 energy and Uranus the the changes that are necessary in order for us to propel ourselves so we, you know we don't want to have um, a negative a negative Uranus Mars um, transit and get derailed by you know um, creating change that takes us in a direction we don't want to go in but the idea was that she knew she worked with me for a while and she knew what it was that she wanted to do she checked in with me regularly and with her other, you know, resources, including family, and, you know, really made a change about, you know, where she was going to live and what she was going to do and the movement that she was going to make. And it all turned out fine to this day. I'm still in touch with her, and, you know, it's it's amazing what she's done with her life. So the the idea of consciousness going into and truth being a part of the transits that we're experiencing, we need to be able to ask ourselves, well, what is the truth of this, of this um, uh, 
transition. That's where trend, the word transit comes from. So whether we're looking at them from an astrological perspective or not, that doesn't really matter. We could be going about our lives, and we recognize when a transition is upon us. Um, we can get a job, lose a job, get married, get divorced, have children, um, you know, move into a new house, leave an old house, move into a new city, you know, not feel well, feel better, um, all kinds of things that come about in our lives. But what's the truth of a situation that we may find ourselves in? That's the way that we experience the energy of the transit lifting us into the light, for lack of uh, for lack of a better word again. Because I like the light because, you know, when you're shining the light on something, then it becomes clear, right? If you're trying to look around your room right now with the lights on, you can see a lot of things and a lot of details. And if you're looking around your room with the lights off, the best you're going to be able to see is shadows, but nothing is really clear. So clarity is another really amazing word for consciousness and awareness and the light clarity meaning feeling clear about who you are and what you want and where you're going and transits can help with that if we will allow them to show us what it is that they need to and remove from us the fear anger denial loneliness uh, intimacy issues rejection and other um, more negative base. What's the opposite? What's the darkness? Right. The shadow part. The shadow existence is the existence in in fear and denial, and not looking at choices that need to be made. And like I said before, we can reject making those choices in those transits. Then the transit will pass, and if it's a you know a Pluto transit. Um, maybe will it have experienced it as a loss of some kind, but it won't you know it won't have been a transformation right or we will experience it simply as a a power struggle or some kind of um tension manipulation or something like that when when we know the change we might need to make in a pluto transit and then can transform it. We can transform the energy into something new if we're working with the positive side of it. If we're working only with the negative side of it, then we only experience it as loss and grief and manipulation. If it's a Neptune transit and we go through a whole period where we feel so confused and so betrayed and, you know, so, you know, living in, 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 a, in a cloudy world of I don't really know what's going on with me and how are we possible, how is it possible for us to transcend our own ego and see the truth if we remain in, the, in this confused and cloudy place or betrayal. But we, the transit can pass and... Um, we still have every right and every ability to make our own choices and not react or respond to what we know it is that we need to clinging clinging that's 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 the big thing with uh with most people is that you know we cling to what we know and um we have a hard time often letting it go for good reason because we don't like feeling pain and uh the pain we're feeling uh, presently, by being in a confused situation, again, we feel like that's less pain than the pain of becoming truthful with ourselves, right? And they say, right, the truth will set you free, but then they don't say, but it will hurt like hell. And normally it does. Normally the truth hurts. And um, and so being free 
conscious and being aware and having clarity about our lives and moving forward, which creates a whole realm, world of happiness and contentment and and success beyond beyond the pain. Um, that that is not a guarantee, obviously, and so we are fearful that that might not be there, and that if we if we make a change, if we put an effort out there, that we might not get that promised happiness by letting go of what it is that we're clinging to, and yet clinging is the fear-based denial that keeps us more in the shadow, and the transits are there to help bring you closer and closer to the light so um you know in in as an astrologer i think for me one of the um you know principal things that i want astrology for in my life is for my individual transits to help bring me um closer to who i am even if it's painful even if it's something that i have a hard time looking at even if it's something that i have a hard time letting go of that with each one uh of the the moments the transitional periods of your life you can become closer and closer to the truth of you i'm dr craig martin and i'm going to talk to you next thursday night for tonight i'm going to leave you with um uh robin again and show me love i really love this i'll talk to you thursday bye yeah yeah yeah